Today we're taking a look at week 10 of fantasy basketball, Christmas week or, or the week after Christmas, I guess, technically in the States. Uh, for me, it's the week after. Uh, this is Fantasy Basketball International. This is Balls Deep. Imagine you with all your complexity, all your perfection, all your imperfection. Welcome to the Balls Deep podcast, part of the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Uh, it is Saturday. I think this will be released Saturday, the 23rd, two days out from Christmas. Uh, I hope everyone has some plans and, and is looking forward to a bit of a break. Uh, with me, as always, or well, we haven't done a regular show for a couple of weeks because of life, but re- as, as always, it's Mike Fiddle. Let me bring him in. Mike, good afternoon. Yes, it is afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Adam? Uh, very good. Enjoying bachelor life for a few days. My wife has taken the kids to her parents' place um, because she had this week off work. I did not. But, uh, yeah, just living solo, um, doing what I want to do when I want to do, which is basically going to be watching basketball today all day. <laughs> uh, so we were just no, talking about – the day. It's. I couldn't think of a better way. Um, we were just talking about the Christmas Day slate um, and the fact that for us, it's actually it happens the day after Christmas, which uh, it's a it's an annual event for me and, and one of my mates. Um, Twelve hours of basketball starting at about four a.m. It's a good day. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I actually, arguably, I look forward to that day more than Christmas Day, which I don't know if my wife or kids would want to hear me say that, but. <laughs> They don't watch this show anyway, so it doesn't matter. I think uh, I think the Lakers are playing on Christmas. Yeah, we get Lakers Celtics on Christmas, I believe. Uh, that yeah, means me, LeBron, so. and my dog LeBron. So me and two LeBrons on Christmas. What better way to spend Christmas? Uh, let me have a Put look at the head. games. Uh, all right, so the games this year are yeah. So I mean, this isn't. Well, it's sort of relevant. Um, the Bucks play the Knicks in the first game. Warriors, Nuggets, Celtics, Lakers, as you said. Sixers, Heat, and Mavericks, Suns. Uh, any games in particular there that that you are looking forward to watching? Uh, Knicks, Bucks. Anytime Madison Square Garden on Christmas, that's going to be an incredible atmosphere. Betting yep. perspective, there's smart money on the Knicks right now. I'm certainly going to do a full breakdown on a show for Christmas slate and go through all the single games. But Knicks taking some smart money in the market. You got to be excited for any Lakers Celtics situation. But yep. uh, I think the 76ers are subtly one of the most fun teams to watch in the NBA right now mm. because they're just playing ball on a string. They're playing fast with Maxi. When they get into half-court sets, they go to Embiid. They have two ways to strike. They play defense. They have versatile wings. I'm loving what the 76ers are doing recently, so I just love watching them play. Yeah, they are a lot of fun. Um, yeah, interest, interesting that without James Harden, they they look much better. Um, although, I mean, think, look, the- do you think Maxi is straight up better than James Harden already? Or would you uh, Harden over him? Not fantasy. Not fantasy. Um, I think you could argue the point. Uh, I'd still argue that that Harden can be better. Like I think we saw the other night when he had that sort of um, vintage performance when he went off and, and was just hitting these wild threes. I think he's probably still a better passer than than Maxi. But yeah, I don't know. I think you could make the case that Maxi is better than him. Um, and and look, I mean, the Sixers' success would would agree because they look much better without him than they did with him. So yeah, look, it's a, it's an interesting discussion. 
Uh, let me go and bring in our slate. I was coming up with uh, point guard rankings the other day, and I tweeted out some point guard rankings. Yeah, and that was one of the hardest distinctions. I I, I did put Maxi one spot ahead of James Harden. Yep. I th- oh, look, I certainly think, as I said, you could make that argument. I think you could go either way, depending on yeah. who you're talking to. It's You'd probably get one. a different response, yeah. Um, so looking ahead to week 10, to me, it actually feels like probably the most balanced slate we've had or schedule that we've had all season, um, where there's no there's no days with 13 games or 12 games. Um, they're all sort of – I think they're all within five to ten games every day. Um, so distinguishing high volume, low volume is, is a bit tricky because there, I think there is an eight game slate as well. I went with nine as the cutoff. So for counting that as a high volume day, Tuesday has nine games, Friday has 10 games. And then we've got Monday with five Saturday and Sunday with six as the low volume days, but for for you, and I guess from a betting perspective, what would constitute a, a low volume or high volume? Is there a cutoff number? Uh, no, because from a betting perspective, I'm just going to look at every single game the same way. I think you can mm. maybe say there's more opportunity on bigger slates. Higher volume provides more opportunity because the book has to price more things and shift more carefully on some lines so you can get more indicators from a general market perspective. And when the there's one or two games, it could be a really sharp market, meaning all the resources are honed in on how to price that game properly. So there's less value and you generally know lower volume slates don't really have back-to-backs because they're generally primetime games. So you know the injury reports way ahead of times, which causes some of the biggest swings in the betting market. So higher volume slates may provide some opportunity, but I really just use the term for from a fantasy perspective, right? High volume slates for me means like you're probably going to have a full lineup and yeah, I don't really think I'm, I'm with you. There's not really many high volume slates on high volume days on this week 10 at all. You are mm. probably going to have a full lineup on Friday, but that's probably it. So it becomes a very emphasized games week, especially target certain back-to-backs, get ahead of it, get the right streamer. Because I think in a straight nine cat, like where you could max out your games with your streams, we you normally get like mid 40s in games play this is probably going to be a week where you're if you just start all your players you're going to be mid 30s so getting some extra streams is going to take a noticeable difference this week because the the stats attributed from four streams will be you know 10% higher than they normally are yeah and and I'm just going through my roster now so in the, in my industry pickup league which is 12 teams and our rosters are what do we got 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 so 10 deep which which is fairly standard I think uh looking at my roster the only day that I have a full slate is that 10 game Friday on the Tuesday I don't have a full team um and even on the Friday at the moment it's exactly a full team. So I don't actually have to make any lineup decisions as to, I mean, that's obviously there's going to be injuries and, and that's, hey, that's exactly my next point. Yeah. Does it tell you um, how many games you have in the week? If you like start all your players? Uh, no, but I could do the math. Uh, because I, w- I just suspect it's going to be while, while you do that, I will try and break down some of the early parts of the schedule yeah. and let everyone know. I think we released this show on Sundays, Adam, right? In terms of for the next week. If you're yep. an early bird listener and listening to this on Sunday, use, if you have a leftover pickup, use it now for someone playing on Monday night so you don't have to use a pickup. You almost get a week ahead and you get an extra pickup for the week. If you have the spot, because I think what Sunday is going to be Christmas, so you're going to know, you might say you're ahead in your matchup and you don't need to you know, load up on streamers or you don't want to have extra turnovers or you're worried about field goal or free throw efficiency, you know, use that spot for a Monday stream because there are no Monday, Tuesday back-to-backs. But after that, there is a Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back. There is a Thursday, Friday back-to-back. And there is a Saturday, Sunday back-to-back. So if you have three pickups, you can get a streamer for each day of the week by grabbing an early look ahead Monday and then taking someone on the 
Brooklyn Nets, say, because they have a Tuesday, Wednesday, and then targeting someone on the Hornets because they have a Thursday, Friday, and then going over and taking someone on the Lakers because they have a Saturday, Sunday, and all of a sudden you have a plus seven games off three streams. Yeah, very, very good suggestion. The Lakers actually are one of the teams this week that play on all three low-volume days. So they play on Monday, Saturday, and Sunday. So obviously league settings are going to be different. Maybe you only have one or two pickups per week. So getting someone on the Lakers means you, you'll have someone. You'll or be Adam, if you have two roster spots available that you're not hung on to, yep. and you have two flippable spots, grab a Laker early in the week, and then use this method the rest of the week too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, have a look at – understand your league. I mean, we always that's, – that's number one. When we're in the preseason, I always talk about knowing your league and understanding the settings. Um, I'll just quickly run through what is here on the screen for, for people that aren't watching on, on YouTube. Uh, there's 15 teams with a back-to-back this week. Uh, two teams have two games during the week, Cleveland and the Clippers – so they'd be teams that we're, we're probably avoiding. Uh, and with four games, we've got Brooklyn, Boston, Dallas, the Lakers, Memphis, New York, Oklahoma, Orlando, Philadelphia, Phoenix, San Antonio, and Washington. So quite a few teams with four games uh, this week. Uh, now I've just, again, this is pretty simple. It's uh, You're going to have um, things to input here that I haven't put in, but I've just started with players that we could look at on teams who play on those low volume days. So Monday, Saturday, Sunday, um, and we'll run through them. Uh, and, and actually Dallas, cause I did Dallas. Have, I think Dallas have a back to back tonight, Saturday, and then they play Monday. Is that, no, they don't play Monday. Do they? No, I can no, look it up right now. Yeah, no, I thought, we just went through the games before, and I don't think. I yeah, no, they do. They play the uh, the Suns. Oh, they do. Last game, so you could actually get three if you pick up a, which I have done. I picked up Derek Jones Jr. in a league last night. Um, he actually plays technically three consecutive days of games because there's no games on the twenty fourth. So um, anyway, jumping back up to Boston. Um, I've just popped Sam Hauser here, Al Horford, Peyton Pritchard. There's not a lot on the on Boston when they're healthy, really. Hauser, you can stream him in, and he's a bit hit or miss. You might get four threes, you might get none. Um, Horford, a little bit up and down as well. Porzingis has been dealing with this calf thing, which maybe they rest him somewhere during the week because um, I'm not sure he's at 100% yet. Peyton Pritchard went off in, in the last game, but that was it was a garbage time sort of special where he, he just scored all these points late. Anyone else on, on Boston interest you this week? No. I actually just want to reemphasize, I also picked up Derek Jones Jr. last night. Yep. Yep. So great minds think alike. We also talked about him last week as someone who could kind of do a little of everything. He, the field goal efficiency can be scary. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You either want to get lucky on that end or you want to be on the losing end of it already before you're starting and going for different categories. But uh, same with Hardy in that sense. Yep. Yeah. I, Dwight, Dwight Powell started uh, either a game or a second half recently because they're just dealing with so many injuries in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not great, but, you know, and also Grant Williams. I, is, that, is that who the Williams is at the back, yeah. Grant? Yeah. I, I, um, nine and nine last game but he also had bad efficiency and i think he was like three for seven from deep so if he starts making his threes you could have a random night where he hits five threes and grabs nine rebounds and he's looking at you know 17 and nine yeah there's there's a bit of value as you said on dallas at the moment because they are dealing with a lot of injuries um they've got and i picked up Jaden hardy as well in another league um because luca is out tonight Kyrie's out uh, so i mean hardy you want to know what's crazy? I sorry to interrupt you, Adam. Yeah, it's crazy that we're not even considering Dante Exum on the list because he's just not streamable at this point. He's not. Like, he's, he's also questionable as well. I think um, is it, he's probably yeah. just owned everywhere, right? Yeah, I, I think so. That's why. I didn't what a come him. up for him to go from <laughs> to go from high lottery pick with so much talent to seeming like a bust to honestly being 
a number two option on this team for the last few weeks to get what with Kyrie out and being great. So good for him. Yeah, look, it's uh, yeah, he's, he's someone that I'm obviously quite fond of being Australian, and, and it's been so good to see him get back to where we hoped he'd be when he was drafted at, at number five um, ten years ago. It's, so it's it's been a weird road to get there, but he is playing really well. But as I said, yeah, I think he is questionable with an ankle ankle or knee. I can't remember what he did, but. Um, Yes, he is also rostered in most leagues, so you yeah, probably can't pick him up. We would have um, before we would have before the season probably not even put him on the streamers to watch no. list on their team. No, and no, now he's unanimously owned. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's very weird. Um, so yeah, a bit of value here, as I said, Derek Jones, um, Jaden Hardy. I picked him up. Powell, obviously, his upside is pretty limited. He doesn't do a lot, but if he's starting. Um, he's worth a look. Curry, just because they have no guard depth at the moment, so he can come out and and hit a few threes. Maybe he can turn back the clock a little bit. And and as you said, Grant Williams, he, he sort of his role is locked in. It, it's just what he can do in those minutes. But without Luca and without Kyrie and potentially without Exum, Williams might have to take on more of a scoring role. And maybe, as you said, maybe you luck into him hitting his corner threes and going five of seven or something. So, um, yeah, some good value in Dallas uh, for the next few days. Golden State, team with a weird rotation at the moment. Um, I've just thrown a few names in here. I haven't I haven't included um, Pajemski because I'm assuming he's rostered in most spots now, but if he's not, I'd probably go and consider adding him, although I think he is questionable for... Tonight, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he had he went down. He left their last game with that back injury, um, which looked a little bit awkward, but didn't look too bad. So hopefully he plays tonight. But I've got Dario Saric, Kavon Looney, Andrew Wiggins, Trace Jackson Davis, and Moses Moody. Um, look, I mean, we know who these guys are. Wiggins obviously has has underwhelmed. I picked him up in a league just to see if he can get things going. But if he doesn't, I'll drop him. Trace Jackson Davis, what are your thoughts on him? Uh, he's sort of been a, a hot topic over the last week. He He's been incredible in the role they need him to be incredible in. I mean, filling in the Draymond absence right now, he's doing it very well. And for a rookie, this is a hard system to pick up. If there's any position to do it, it's towards the bigs in the rotation, but he doesn't have that much competition in front of him with Looney or Saric, so... I think the team really loves him too. And that's a big mm. part of Warriors culture is getting in good graces with some of the, the, the main guys. So I, I love his game. He's very efficient. He's fantasy friendly. If he gets the minutes, he's probably mm. one of those per 36 absolute all-stars. Um, and Moody, yep. I was watching Golden State recently. I think he's like two inches bigger than when he entered the league. We talked about that with Shangun earlier this season. Moody is massive. So I think he has potential to be a lot uh, like a huge fantasy asset in maybe another year or two. It seems like he's still a little bit inefficient and behind the curve. That's the same for Wiggins. Uh, and then Sarge and Looney. Of course, there's just so much room with Draymond out right now. So they're probably both going to get consistent minutes for the next few weeks. So you could always play into that. Warriors play Monday, so that's a good early week. And then you could hold on to them because they play, I think it's Thursday, Saturday on top of that. So um, I'll look it up right now. So then yeah. if, if you, uh, yeah, Thursday, Saturday. So if your guy goes off on Monday and you don't want to drop him, you could also get two more low-volume days around it. And you'll probably have a full lineup regularly on Friday. So they're a good team to target. Yeah, Looney's, Looney's probably, because as you said, Jackson Davis has sort of been playing over him. They're closing with him. Looney's probably more of a matchup kind of specialist. So have a look at who they're playing. If they're against a team that has some size, they might lean into Looney a little bit more. Um, the Lakers, we've talked about them. They play on all three low-volume days. Uh, and look, the, the value in Los Angeles really depends on whether LeBron plays, whether Anthony Davis plays. LeBron didn't play their last game. So 
the he's sort of just dealing with this ongoing thing, age, um, father time, as they like to talk about. So he's going to miss games. I don't know. From time to time. I don't know what you're talking about. This guy <laughs> lives lives in a time chamber, sleeps probably, turns his body off and goes to sleep, and uh, he, I think he could play until he's fifty six. Yeah, well, I mean, he'll try. <laughs> so, he, he, <laughs> I, he's, I, on that topic, I hope he does. I, I hope he plays until the wheels truly fall off because I think he could average twelve points and eight rebounds as a fifty-four-year-old. Not even kidding. Yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to see how how long he goes. I mean, he's obviously slowed down a little, but like a lot of these players do, they, these really good players, Jordan did the same thing. They find a way to adapt, and and he's done that, and and yep. so he doesn't need to be as athletic as he was fifteen years ago. So, yeah, who knows how long he's going to go? Um, but we're looking at just next year, just for next week, and maybe look, maybe he misses a game um, <laughs> in the back to back, the the Saturday Sunday back to back. But I've got Torian Prince, Rui Hachimura, Cam Reddish. If LeBron plays, if Anthony Davis is playing, if Austin Reeves is playing, you probably don't really need to target any of these guys. Maybe Torian Prince is is the one out of the three. Um, is there anyone else in LA that sort of piques your interest? Uh, Rui started to get picked up and owned in a bunch of my leagues and held on to. So because he's probably because of LeBron missing a game recently. Uh but any of them, they're really a great schedule situation. So yeah. you play into that where you can uh, would take just the highest one, go to your transaction trends, click go to the sort sorted by ads, see who's the hottest Laker left on your on your board, and go after them. Uh, Miami, another team that's sort of deal, dealing with or, or have been dealing with a few injuries. Jimmy Butler missed their last game. Much like LeBron, he's just going to randomly miss games throughout the season. We're going to see it. Um, his knees aren't 100%, I wouldn't imagine. So I've thrown in Kevin Love, Hayward Highsmith, Caleb Martin, and uh, Duncan Robinson. So Duncan Robinson is more if if he was dropped um, since Tyler Hero came back. I've seen Robinson dropped in a couple of spots. So if he was, he might just be worth grabbing as a streamer. Um Kevin Love, obviously another older player whose upside is is pretty capped, but he can get you some rebounds and threes. He's good from the free throw line. Um, Martin hasn't been great the last couple of games, but before that he was. So a little bit of value. I haven't put in Hakez because I'm assuming he's rostered everywhere. I haven't seen him on any waivers or anything like that. So I think people are holding on to him. Uh, anyone else in Miami? Yeah, I would add in Josh Richardson. If you're targeting maybe threes and steals, mm-hmm. uh, yep. he's been floating around the waiver wire in some of my leagues. So if he's available, he's going to get 30 minutes at a nice guard rotation, especially with Jimmy out. He should play mid thirties. Yep. Yep. Um, New York, another team that doesn't really have a lot of fantasy value or, or fantasy value that you can trust. There, there's value there. Um, DiVincenzo has had some good games the last couple of weeks. Hart has had some good games, but knowing who is going to go off on on what night is tough with the Lakers. I've put DiVincenzo and Hart here. I haven't put Emmanuel quickly because I think he's probably rostered in most spots. I haven't put Quinton Grimes because he's just been so disappointing. Um, I haven't put Hartenstein because he has to be rostered. Surely no one is still sleeping on Isaiah Hartenstein. Uh, Anyone else in New York? DiVincenzo is available in my league, and he's one of those guys who gets 20 minutes a night but still ranks right around top 100. Mm-hmm. So I also recently heard Tibbs in an interview glowing about him. So okay. I think his role very safe on this team. So I think if you just need a stable presence uh, on a low-volume day, great option. Yeah, and we saw he did it in uh, in Golden He was in Golden State last year. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. so exactly the same thing. 20 Fits minutes, right 24 minutes. He's just such a good role player. So yep. both he and Hart are, are worth a look and you just have to hope that you get them on the right night. Uh, 
Philly, a team that we were talking about before we we went on air about how fun they are to watch at the moment. The downside is with the way they're playing and how well they're playing is there isn't really a lot of streaming value. Um, Kelly Oubre, possibly, but since he's returned, he he's sort of done what we thought he would do, and that's scale back because he was he was red hot to start the season. Pat Beverly. Um, Look, if you're just looking for some assists and some steals, he might be worth a look. Reed, if I mean we know what Reed is, he's a per minute guy. If he if he gets minutes, he puts up numbers. Um, but with the way Embiid's playing, he's just not getting many minutes. But on the flip side, they are blowing teams out, so there is opportunity there for him to get some garbage time minutes. And sadly, I've put. Uh, Morris on here as well. Um, <laughs> where uh, he he's playing minutes, um, he, he can give you some threes, he can give you some boards. I wouldn't get him, but if you're really desperate, um, he might be worth a look. Anyone else? No, I think Ubre came down to earth a little bit because of the additions of Batum and Covington, yeah. which just like kind of eats directly at that. Uh, B-Ball Paul's available in my league. You, if you catch it on the right night or the right week where you get a random Embiid DMP, I mean, maybe it comes after Christmas because they're playing on Christmas. So maybe they go home. I, mean, I wonder if it's a home game. Let me quickly check that because if it's a home game, maybe Embiid sits it. Um, Philadelphia. I can't find it right now. Ah, Okay. So they play no, they play in Orlando the next day. So okay, I, he'll probably uh, he'll probably suit up. But if you catch the right night where Embiid sits, B-ball Paul would be great. Yep. Uh, and last team is Phoenix. Uh, now a few. So I've put I've put Grace Nalen, Eric Gordon, Drew Eubanks, Jordan Goodwin, uh, and Nasir Little. Eubanks. I mean, no one's watching this before tonight's games, but I've picked him up because Nurkic is out tonight. Um, but should be back for their next game on Monday. That's what they're saying. So he's probably, if we were releasing this super early, he would have been good for uh, Friday night. But uh, even on Sunday, even on Monday, um, even when Nurkic is playing, Eubanks, he's playing 15, 16 minutes a night. He'll get you some blocks. He'll get you some rebounds. Um, Bradley Beal's not going to come back next week. He's, he's still at least two weeks away, I'd say. So Grayson Allen and Eric Gordon are sort of interchangeable. I think Grayson Allen is probably the preferred option just because I, he probably starts over Eric Gordon. Gordon's a bit more hit or miss off the bench. He might give you five threes and luck into a couple of steals. Allen is probably safer. <clears throat> um, thoughts on Phoenix? I think we can't do a show without mentioning Grayson Allen and Eric Gordon. It's part of our rules now. It's every week. Uh, they have to be mentioned. Uh, Allen owned in my league, Gordon available. So that's probably kind of the Josh Hart, DiVincenzo breakdown of it all. Yeah. But in another DiVincenzo kind of similar similarity, Eubanks is just a 20 minutes a guy, 20 minutes a game and pretty solid every game guy. Uh, some teams right that play hard screens. Gets yeah. rebounds, efficient buckets. You could always count on Eubanks. Maybe a yeah, block. I'm, I'm hoping he does a lot tonight because I need him to. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so then I've gone for teams that have three games in four days. Now, a few of the teams that we covered in that previous section also fall into this category, so I'm not doubling up. Um, Charlotte, I've popped in Nick Richardson, Bryce McGowan's. I, I think Mark Williams has been upgraded to questionable potentially for their – for their next game. Um, but Charlotte are really bad with their injury reporting, so I don't really know what to think of of that. But if he's back, Richards loses a lot of value, obviously. But I've got Richards in a league, and I'm just holding him until until Williams is back and, and back playing big minutes because he's got a back injury. You're the back injury expert. <laughs> it's not something that's easy to come back from. It's not something he's he's likely to come back and just play 30, 32 minutes out right out of the gate. So even when Mark Williams is back, Richards might still have some value for a few games. Uh, am I on track there? Uh, yeah, I, I honestly have not been too, too tuned into Charlotte 
right now. So Fair I'm going to too. trust your words for it. But it's it's a minutes thing with the big guy, the big men there. So Richards always a per minute stud. Yeah, I was looking at the list and thinking target Grizzlies if you can get a three games in four because with John Moran back in their lineup, they're going to score 120 points pretty much every game. So the offense just moves so fast and they're just going to generate a lot of stats. If Santi Aldama is available, I absolutely love that. Bismack has looked great for setting the hard screen that John needs in that Steven Adams type role. So my eyes immediately went when I saw this slide pop up, Memphis guys. Yep. Um, I'll I'll just quickly touch on Houston, although this isn't very exciting. Um, I've put Dylan Brooks. If he's available, he's probably not, but, but he might be available. Uh, Aaron Holiday, who's playing minutes for some reason. Um, And Jalen Green, another guy that I've seen dropped in, in one or two leagues. Um, Crazy. If if he's available, I'd, if you need points, just pick him up and, and see if he gets hot. Um, Memphis, as you said, with Jar back, uh, Marcus Smart should be back either tomorrow, so or Saturday, um, or early next week. He, he's he's really close, as is Luke Kennard. So we're probably not looking at guards when we when we're streaming. It's it's about the bigs here, and and Aldama and Biombo are, are the two obvious ones. I just threw in Vince Williams and Xavier Tillman just to make my list look bigger. Really, Vince, but it's big. I thought. I thought it was Zaire. No, it's, I did Vince. Look, Zaire might fit there as well. Um, I was going to say, I was going to call you out and say, don't include Zaire because it's, yeah, it's, it's such a swing or miss. Yeah, I did. It, as I said, I don't, both him and Tillman, I, I don't really see. Biombo, as you said, he plays that Stephen Adams role where he can free Jar up. Um, he's not as good as Adams, but but he, that's why they got him. Aldama would be the preference there because he can do more stuff. Um, Aldama could be a season-long hold with uh, John Moran back. Aldama's the type of guy that if he's available on the waiver wire, I'm prioritizing the pickup of him over everyone and holding on to it for a week or two and seeing how it goes. I might have to go and have a look now and see if he's available in any of my leagues. I've been watching the Grizzlies closely. I've been betting on them a lot. I have a I have a huge thing about Memphis Grizzlies first quarters. That's one of the safest bets you could take right now. And you could, you could watch out for it, Adam, because the way that they play, they play starters pretty much the entire first quarter. So when you have a game line, that's like, you know, Memphis Grizzlies are favored by four and a half. They're going to be favored by one in the first quarter. It's just the simple way that the quarter lines are reliant upon the game lines and are reflective of that. So, you know you're going to get an easy spread in the first quarter and they play their starters pretty much the whole time and they try and blitz their opponent and come out and play with a lead. So their starters get three minutes or 25% of your bet time against a bench rotation and their whole goal is to get an early lead and hold on to it. So Memphis Grizzlies first quarters is like my favorite thing to bet. So I've been watching so much of them with John Moran back and Santi fits right in so yeah prioritize him for sure okay good to know i'm yeah i'm, I'm having a look uh while we talk uh <laughs> see if he's available um okay see uh josh giddy went down with an ankle injury in in the last game which it looked look it looked moderately significant so i think i think he's going to miss time uh, i don't think they've given us a time frame or a timeline or anything like that but i would say it's you're probably looking at a week to two weeks at least, so he wasn't playing big minutes anyway. They were they were holding him at about twenty five. So Isaiah Joe, um, Aaron Wiggins, and Cason Wallace are all sort of candidates to take those minutes. I think. Who would you think they start if Giddy doesn't play? Which I'm assuming he won't play in the next game. Do you think they go with Joe as the floor spacer or, or someone like an Aaron Wiggins who can do a little bit more um, off ball and, and just a bit more on the defensive end, that sort of thing? I was even going to say Casey Wallace because could be, yeah. they've closed with him in some games next to the rest of this group, right? They've, they've used him over Giddy in some closing lineups in close games earlier this year where Giddy's shooting was an issue and Casey was shooting well that game and he was distributing well. So they also traded up to get him and took on a ter- 
poison pill of a Bertans contract. So the opportunities and see if you could play alongside your starters well. But it's probably Casey Wallace or Isaiah Joe simply for the shooting. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, Joe, I mean, Joe's had some value this season anyway, even with Giddy healthy. He's had moments where he where he's worth picking up just for his threes. So I'd give them a look. Randomly. Like all the, yeah. like, this, oh, boom, there's another six threes tonight. Yep. Yeah, he's very like a Sam Hauser or or Sam Merrill before, well, before he got injured. Um, a guy that can get you multiple threes. So could be some value there if, if Giddy misses time. Uh, Orlando, uh, I've gone with Gary Harris, who started over Jalen Suggs yesterday, and I believe Suggs is questionable um, for their next game. So I don't think it's anything too serious. If Suggs misses, you you add Harris and just see what happens. Ingles is also questionable. He's missed the last couple of games. And then I've put in Mo Wagner and Goga Badadze. Uh, Wendell Carter is back. He's yep. not playing big minutes yet. Um, Badadze wasn't even in the rotation yesterday. Wagner went off, but it, this was a little bit of he just got hot late, so they rolled with him. Um, I don't think either of those guys are going to have sustainable value once Wendell Carter is back up to 30, 32 minutes a night. But maybe there's a little bit of meat left on the bone. Um, Batadze was was pretty good in the first game that Wendell was back. And then, as I said, he was out of the rotation. And if we look at what their rotation was like to begin the season, it was Wagner playing the backup centre minutes over Batadze. It's mm-hmm. probably more of a matchup kind yep. of deal here, depending who who they're against, whether they need some rim protection or floor spacing. Um, anyone else in Orlando or, or, or these names here? What are your thoughts on, on these guys? I was going to say it's definitely matchup based for them. And the way to the trick to figure it out on a given night is to go check the box score of the previous time that the, they played that team and see how these two players did or go back a few game logs. If there was, even if there's a recent example, while, uh, Wendell Carter was out. That'd be great. Markel Fultz is mm. being picked up in some of my leagues because he seems like he's around the corner. So uh, start to look out for that. Yeah, do. And, and I hope I have him in five teams, my, Markel Fultz, and I've <laughs> held him in every one of them. So I'm I'm almost so far down that rabbit hole now that I, I can't. Let me ask you, with... because I know you're a Jalen Suggs supporter too. How yeah. much do you think they impact one another? Uh Oh, I look a little bit, I think. Um, it, we didn't get – we barely saw them at all this season. And, and Suggs, this has been his breakout season, so he's playing really well. So I think – I mean, they're both going to start um, because Black has not been a good starter for them. So Fultz will come back in and start. Um, they'll ramp him up, but but he will start. I think – look, I, th- I think Suggs – value is so reliant on his defensive stuff that having faults there probably doesn't impact him a lot. Um, and faults is also not a floor spacer. So they, although they play similar positions, they, they do different things. So, so faults gets to the rim. He's efficient. He's a good passer. Um, both of them are good defenders, which, so they shouldn't really get in each other's way. Um, Whereas Suggs is more of your floor spacer, so I think they'll, I think he'll have a bit of an impact. But I'd like to think that Suggs is still a, a hold rest of season. I hope so because I I have him. I picked up Fultz. He's been sitting on my IL plus, and I hope they just don't crush each other and sit in no man's land with both of them. Yeah, and no, I've been I... trying to trade Suggs, <laughs> sell high a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Look, if you wanted to do that, then that that's fair enough as well. Um, yeah, I, I like to think that they can both still be quite valuable, but yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, Portland, uh, Matisse Thybul, he, he's always on this list. If you need steals, if you need blocks, stream him. Uh, if you don't, then don't worry about him. Tamani Kamara and Jabari Walker. As the Blazers get healthy, these guys aren't having the, as much opportunity, although Jabari Walker was good yesterday. Um yeah, I don't think they should be really high priority guys, but but both keep an eye on them because the the Blazers at some point it feels like they're going to 
probably trade Malcolm Brogdon. I'm not sure they'll be able to trade Jeremy Grant on his contract. They'll, they'll, they might try. But I think at some point in January, February, March, um, Kamara and Walker will probably have bigger roles. Uh, and that's why I'm telling people to try and hold Scoot Henderson as well because I think although his production has been pretty up and down, I think there will come a time when when he's playing big minutes. Um, what are your thoughts on the Blazers, I guess, just in general because they're, they're a bit of a mess? Complete mess. Completely agree. The inevitable silly season is going to befall us. And Tumani Kamara is another guy that despite probably getting a reduction in minutes because they're just getting a few other pieces back. He's a guy, if he starts getting 35 minutes or something like that, I'm going to absolutely love. Even in his limited 20 minutes a game, the the last three games, three of four shooting, two of four shooting, two of three shooting, shooting even some threes in that process. Two threes, I mean, two steals, three steals, one steal, playing good defense, so three steals and efficiency. If he starts getting minutes, he might be an absolute stud. Uh, the Spurs, another team that, that are a bit of a mess and, and their rotation seems to change constantly. I've just put in the, the guys that I guess are, are at least playing every night. Their, their minutes aren't consistent, but Trey Jones, Malachi Branham, Zach Collins and Jeremy Sohan. Um, yeah, look, good luck knowing who to target <laughs> when. Zach Collins went off in the last game, but there was no Wemby. Uh, Wemby, uh, oh, sorry, in the, the game before. Um, so, I don't know. I, I've got Collins in a couple of spots and I've held him just because I, I think Me he's too. too good for them to not have on the floor. Um, Sohan is that that whole point guard experiment seems to have gone down the drain a little bit quicker than I thought it would actually. But there isn't really a clear option for them because Branham is starting, but Jones is probably still the better true point guard. So it's almost a situation that I'd probably avoid if possible. But if if you are looking for some cheap guards, that's any one of those three would would or could have value. Um, thoughts on the Spurs as well? Zach Collins, I agree. It saddened me to see him on this list when I saw mm-hmm. him because I was a big supporter of him early in the season, drafted him yep. probably around or earlier than he should have even gone. Um, and he hasn't lived up to the hype. He's been too up and down. Um, I think you hold him because he's too good to not see the floor for 25 minutes a night eventually. And he actually fits next to Wembenyama mm-hmm. because he's a good passer. He's a very solid rebounder. And he can move his feet pretty well on defense. He could shuffle out and, and flash towards the perimeter too. Now that Wembenyama's playing more under the basket, probably in the guards, Malachi Branham's the one to own right now. Mm-hmm. I did the failed experiment myself last week of picking up Sohan, thinking I was going to get a maybe good game or two because of the spot. It failed miserably. <laughs> and so I think everyone, when they dip their toes in the Sohan waters, has been failing miserably this year. Yeah, so... so- Stay Feel away. free to go back in for a dip if you if you want to. But a little fish in those waters that bite your toes. Yeah, yeah. He has been a little bit underwhelming. Uh, Toronto, a team with basically zero streaming appeal. Um, Gary Trent, Precious Achua are probably the two names for me that jumped out. But I've seen them on waivers in a few of my leagues and I've sort of looked at their game log and what they're doing and just moved on and, and gone with someone else. Is there anyone in Toronto for you that that we should be targeting that I've just overlooked? We've pointed out a a few good threes, players who can hit threes like Isaiah Joe or whatever. Put Gary Trent in that mix as well. Yeah. Uh, You know, you could could hit the right night where he hits you five threes. But besides from that, no. That's like spot target streaming. Uh, And finally, Washington. So another guy that... Uh, can hit threes. I picked him up yesterday because they they had a back to back. They played last night. They played tonight. Um, Corey Kispert. He's just a three point streamer. He he plays good minutes, but he doesn't do a lot with them. Um, Bilal Kulabali, who had a stretch there of oh, I'd like to think maybe at least a week, two weeks, where he was playing good minutes. He was get putting up numbers. So of course I went and picked him up, and he's done nothing in the last week. Um, but 
and this is another situation much like Portland where it does feel like he's going to be in a big role at some point this season. I don't know when that comes. So if you can deal with what he's been putting up the last week, he's probably worth grabbing and just tucking away on your bench and and rolling him out there and hoping that you get lucky. Uh, and DeLon Wright is the last guy. He's close to returning. We we don't have a date or anything like that, but he's he's at the back end of his initial timeline of four to six weeks, I think it was. Um, so he's around the corner. If he comes back and plays 24, 25 minutes a night, he's pr- arguably the best steel streamer in the league, along with potentially Matisse Thibel. So he's he's probably his upside is probably not high enough to, uh, that you can stash him and, and just grab him. And because if he misses another week, that's you're probably losing out there. But if we get word that he's coming back, um, I'd probably consider just grabbing him if you need steals. Uh, anyone else in Washington? No, I was going to, when you started talking about DeLon Wright, I was going to say, if you need steals, which some people do occasionally, if he gets the minutes, it, it's incredible. Yeah, uh, we saw it last year. I think he was the <laughs> average. Watching him play and... is fascinating. He is so smart with his reads on the ball. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's one of those guys. I remember when he was playing in, I think it was Memphis, and it, it was probably thinking of, it was probably four years ago, five years ago, but he had a period, where, and it's when um, Caboclo was playing for them as well, and he had a period of where he put up some really big numbers. But DeLon Wright, I think he had one or two triple doubles um, when he was playing there. and He has that ability. He's a good rebounder, really good defender, can pass. Not a great scorer, like but hey, it's very like Pat Bev. Yeah, yep, yep, very. Um, so if if we get word on yes, he's returning or he's upgraded to questionable or something like that, he's probably close. So yeah, if you need steals, I'd I'd certainly say um, give him a look. That's going to do it. We went much longer than I thought we would, but. There's a lot to talk about, and, and as I said, I have zero to do other than my grocery shopping, uh, and I have two and a half hours to do that before games start tonight. So, um, If you have nothing to do, Adam, I have one last question for you. Yeah, I can answer one more question. Where does Malcolm Brogdon rank in terms of pickups right now? Because he was just dropped in my league, and I'm very surprised because I think if he gets traded, he can instantly go back to – looking like the sixth man of the year he was last season. Yeah, that could absolutely happen if he's traded. Um, I think if I, I don't have him anywhere um, I, and, and I haven't seen him dropped in any of my leagues. Uh, if yeah, I'm very surprised to see this. Yeah, look, I think, I think his role is probably still big enough at the moment that he can have value because um, I think he played – let me bring up the game log for him. I think he played sort of 24, 25 minutes. He, I know his production in the last game wasn't wasn't great, but the minutes weren't terrible. Let me have a look. Uh, so 28 minutes in the last game. Yeah, seven points, two rebounds, four assists, a steal, but he chopped like 37% from the field. Obviously, he's not a priority for them, um, but if you look at since he came back from his second little stint on the sideline, First game back, he played 14 minutes, so that's obviously they were just easing him in there. But then he's played 24, 27, 33, 28. So there's probably still enough there for him to be rostered, um, given we know what he can do. He can he can hit a couple of threes. He's a really good free-throw shooter, um, good passer. He'll occasionally go off and get you 15 or 20 points. So, yeah, if he was dropped, I'd, I'd probably give him a look for sure. Yeah, I just put I just put in a waiver bid. <laughs> okay. If anyone in my league listens to the show, it's twenty four dollars. Well, they might. Yeah. Well, they won't hear it before the bid goes through. I wouldn't think, but um, it's 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 on. It goes through on Christmas. Three days. He was just your. Oh, three days. Okay. So right. they have a well, chance. They do. They do. Oh God, I put on. I I bid. Is that a? What's your fab? Is it a thousand dollars or a hundred dollars? A hundred, but it's only for players who were dropped and then go to three-day waivers because if you just are trying to stream somebody, you could just pick them up for free. So it's very rare that you're targeting someone else's dropped players like three days in advance. 
And so you only expect to get maybe five types of players like that you want on the year. So I don't, yeah. I never mind spending 20 plus dollars on it. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. And again, it's knowing your league, knowing what your settings are. Cause exactly. in, in some leagues, that would be a lot. If you had to bid on anyone that you wanted to add, which, of course, which yeah. you do would, in a lot, then that's a lot. But in, in that setting, that's fine. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to let you get out of here and, and, and do whatever you need to do. That will do it for today's show. Remember, you can check out all of our content over at FBI Basketball. Dot com. Follow me at AdamKing91. Follow Mike at FiddlesPicks on Twitter. Uh, he has his show, The Advantage, uh, every week as well. I assume you're continuing it as we move forward through the, the Christmas New Year break? Yep. Yep. Um, good. Me, myself, and I on the holidays. So <laughs> me, myself, I, and I've recorded a few podcasts. I'm going to do a special episode specifically for the Christmas games in addition to all of the Wednesday podcast that i normally do and just want to throw this out there i've absolutely been on fire recently so if you want to uh, make some money and you're listening tune into the wednesday shows as well yeah i feel like i need to start betting and start because <laughs> i because i do listen to your shows and i mean half of it goes over my head because i've never bet in my life but it's i feel like i probably there might be a path to some money there for me so um yeah. If you know who Tumani Kamara is, then you might know how to predict <laughs> I do the know line. Who he yeah. is indeed. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk. So yes, that will do. As I said, remember you can uh, check us out obviously on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. Uh, we're also on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Until next time, we'll have a good Christmas, and we'll see you before New Year's. But have a good Christmas. Until next time, catch up. You just listened to another episode from the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. And for more information about joining our community, please check out our website at fbibasketball.com.